It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio with Evan Candy and Michelle coming to you live from the seaport brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. It's funny hearing the greeny clip there. Might be us, the Bears against the world. The world's winning. <laughs> I mean, the world's up. the world just had the mercy rule, I think, on the Bears. Yeah, man, the ba- oh the man. Bears need to tap out. It's a wrap. Like, it's getting to the point now. I know this is a 14-game audition from here on out for Justin Fields, but it's trending in the wrong direction, and it's starting to get to the point now where it might be worth their while to tank the season and play for the highest draft pick possible in 2024. Because I don't know that there's going to be a way that they can salvage this year. I just don't see it happening. I don't think that has to be a conscious decision to tank. I think they're pretty much there. They're they're good already. They're trying to win, and they're not winning. So they don't have to tank. Again, let's reiterate. As the Chicago Bears, and and I don't want to steal the thunder here because we're going to revisit predictions we made before the season that are horrific. Um, Well, Smalls, just give yours because it'll set it up here. The prediction you made that you want to take back from before the season. Yeah, I really wish I could take this one back. Uh, I said that Justin Fields was going to be in the MVP conversation and that the Bears could win their division. Yeah. So yeah. let's point out what has happened here today. That Chris Canty, 11-year NFL player, uh, ESPN radio host here on Unsportsmanlike, an NFL analyst, of course, has said that the Chicago Bears are worse than the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals, by all measures, were removing players from their team in order to get value elsewhere and allow players to play, like Josh Dobbs, who's done a pretty good job, by the way. They got about 12 minutes before the season started uh, in order to hope not the players nor the coaches to lose games, but organizationally they would have been okay if they were drafted pretty high. And you're saying they're still better than the Bears. Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals have been in every single game. Now, they blew a 20-point lead to the Giants, and they blew a 7-point lead to the Commanders in Week 1 to actually beat the Dallas Cowboys, who a lot of people had as a top-five top, top team in the NFL. And so, yeah, I, I think that the Arizona Cardinals, if they were to match up against the Chicago Bears, even though they're not trying to win games, would actually beat up on the Chicago Bears. I think that would be a one-sided game. And that's saying a lot about the team. That's also saying a lot about where we're at with Justin Fields. 5-23 and as a starter. Ev, I know you put a lot of stock in a quarterback's record because of the position's impact on winning games. How can we ignore how bad this team has been with Justin Fields as the starter? I get it. The organization has done him no favors. And drafting a QB with a head coach on the hot seat, like what Matt Nagy was facing three years ago, is not ideal. But some of this has got to be on the quarterback, too. Yeah, and I know really smart people who are a lot smarter than I am think that Q, that team win-loss as it relates to quarterback is a ridiculous stat. I'm dumb, so I actually like it. I'm sorry. I, to me, it's like a starting pitcher in, the, in Major League Baseball. Yeah. I'm not looking at his winning and losing. I'm looking at the team's winning and losing when that guy starts. Of course, there are other things that could happen. Jacob DeGrom for the Mets for years would pitch literally no-run baseball, shutout baseball. Over the course of seven or eight innings, and the Mets would lose one nothing, right in yep. that game, right? They would they, and, no and run the reliever, support, no run support, right or two one, whatever it is. And so that's a that's a, his loss for the team. I get it, but there was a psychological thing of oh, Degrom's got us, we're good. 
we don't have to worry about scoring as many runs because DeGrom's – I believe there's a psychological thing. Analytic Brandon Staley hates me for saying this, Chargers coach. But I'm sorry. I believe that Justin Fields, we look at it a year ago, all the games where he had great running games – they didn't win in those, so I don't yeah. care that he has great running games because the formula wasn't right for them to win. Yeah, and he dropped back over 25 times in the game against the Chiefs, and he had less than 100 yards passing. Where they do that at? I mean, I guess outside of Ryan Tannehill, nowhere in the NFL. And that's why we're asking the question, can this guy be a capable starting quarterback in the NFL? Right now, the answer is no. And if you got to keep asking the question of whether or not he's a franchise guy, eventually you're going to land on the answer being no. So that's why I think it's more likely than not that the Chicago Bears are going to have to turn the page and get yet another quarterback in there in 2024 as their future franchise guy. The only question that remains to be seen is whether or not this head coach and this general manager are going to have the right to choose said quarterback. All right, give us yours that you would take back, CC. Oh, it's got to be the Jacksonville Jaguars going to the conference championship game. That just ain't going to happen. Like, I don't think the Jags are going to get to the playoffs. I don't think they're going to win their division, let alone go on a deep playoff run. I, I just... This defense is supposed to be a lot better than it already is. The offense is absolutely anemic. I mean, the offense is fourth worst on third down percentage in the league. They're not great in the red zone when they have opportunities at point-blank range. And they're on top of that after losing a game to what could be considered the best or second-best team in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs at home. You drop a game to the Houston Texans, who were winless in starting a rookie quarterback? That's inexcusable. I just don't know why the Jags haven't been better. This was supposed to be the year that they built on what we saw last year in this team going on a playoff run and putting Kansas City on the ropes in the divisional round in Arrowhead. They've seemed like they've regressed. That has a lot to do with the quarterback, but it also has a lot to do with what we've seen on the defensive side of the ball. So, yeah, I'm not buying the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. And to me, it's them and the Titans in a race to see who finishes last in the division. And nobody had that on the bingo card for the AFC South. Is that a worse loss for you, the Jaguars to the Texans, more than the Cowboys to the Cardinals because of the fight we've seen from Arizona thus far? Yeah, that's that's a worse loss. I mean, the the Cowboys are are, – there's still things that the Cowboys can do to hang their hat on that I'll believe in. They still rush the passer better than anyone else in the NFL in obvious downs and distances where teams have to throw. What's the thing that the Jacksonville Jaguars can hang their hat on that they do well? Please tell me what. Because I hadn't seen it in the first three games. It should be their passing game. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not that, though. Right, it should it, be. It, it, it should be. And I guess that's what we keep saying about Jacksonville. They should be the team to beat in the AFC South. Trevor Lawrence should be an elite quarterback. But those things aren't true through the first three weeks of the NFL season. They're just not. Well, you should watch the Toy Story game from London, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, on the ESPN Family of Networks this week with Jacksonville and Atlanta. So that, at least, you will be happy about uh, coming up on Sunday. Now, I will give you my regrettable pick, mm. and that was uh, Russell Wilson top three in MVP. Ooh, I don't think bad. he's been as bad as you guys think he's been, but, yeah, top three MVP is not happening this year. As we know, the Tua basically is the MVP right now. Mahomes will be in the mix. I know you want Michael Parsons in the mix. Jalen Carter, I think you've already gone to his Hall of Fame ceremony. <laughs> I think that you actually are. Jalen Carter's family is going to be taken care of by Canty and his family the rest of his I'm life. I'm trying to get Jalen Carter paid. I'm yeah, trying to get Jalen yeah. Carter paid, baby. Let's go. All right, let me go. I was going to bring up something else, but I got to ask you another follow-up on Jalen Carter. And you, could, you could look at Unsports ESPN if you want to see uh, some of Canty's takes about the defensive lineman, the rookie, three games in for the Philadelphia Eagles. You had an 11-year NFL career. You yeah. were the captain of a Super Bowl team with the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. Is he better right now than you were on your best day? Oh, no doubt. Not even close. Not even close. 
Three games in. Not even close. Three games in, yeah. Not even close. He's not, done not things for three games that you didn't you could not do. No. 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 I couldn't dream on my best day of being as good at football as Jalen Carter. Can you tell specifically what you're seeing from him that's so great? Well, I just think his ability to be disruptive, not only in the passing game, but in the running game. Like, this guy commands double teams, and even that's not enough to keep him from impacting the play. And I think that's what makes him special. But that play on Rashad White, where he's rushing the passer, and then he backtracks, and then he does the peanut punch to knock the ball out and give his offense the ball back in plus territory, that's a big-time play in a hell of a sequence where the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Eagles were trading interceptions. Like, he came back and made that play and set up a scoring opportunity right before half of the Eagles, and the Eagles got the ball back to start the second half. Like, those things, having that level of awareness, is next level for a defensive tackle. And then beyond that, what he was able to do, commanding the double team while the Bucks had the ball on their old goal line, letting Nicholas Marl run through and tackle the running back for a safety, that's another big-time play. He doesn't get credit on the stat sheet, but he's the one that made the play. The linebacker went into the backfield untouched. But guess what? That's how much attention that he commands by that offensive line because all of those guys up front for the Bucks knew to a man. There's not one of us that can block this dude one-on-one, and that includes Tristan Wirfs, who's an all-pro offensive tackle. So Jalen Carter is better at his job than anybody else with the Philadelphia Eagles is at theirs. I know that's high praise for a guy that's only three games into his NFL career, but just turn on the tape and watch. He is on his way to being the best player on that team. So when you think about your best individual day, your Jalen Carter day, not the team's best, obviously winning a Super Bowl. Is that mm-hmm. Do you remember specifically your best day? Who was it, who was it against and what did you do on that? Oh, day? it was against the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry's world. I remember. For the Giants. For the Giants. There was a game where I think Linville Joseph, who was the other defensive tackle that was a starter, and I had a combined 10 quarterback hits in I think it was three sacks on Tony Romo. So, yeah, that was that was my best game. And even with that, like you're talking about not having the same kind of impact that Jalen Carter had on the game last night against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Like, that's, that's how good this guy is. I mean, it's hard to put into context because he plays a position that makes it hard to quantify how, he's, how he impacts the game and how he helps to lead to his team winning games. But, I mean, when it comes to pass rush win rate, I think that's a good metric to measure a player's disruptiveness in the passing game up front. Jalen Carter already is top five in pass rush win rate for interior defensive linemen. For context, Aaron Donald has a 24.5% pass rush win rate. Jalen Carter's is 24.4. So 0.1% difference between pass rush win rate for Aaron Donald and Jalen Carter. Meaning you're going up against the guy in front of you. How many times do you win that battle? And 25% of the time, in essence, is an enormous win for a pass rusher. Well, well here's the thing. Yeah. That's, a, that's including double teams. Right. So sometimes they're not one-on-one blocks. Sometimes these are double teams that he's whooping in order to put pressure on the quarterback. By the way, Jalen Carter doesn't even start. Yeah, he's played he's what? He's actually I think not he's a played, starter. I think he's played 90 snaps through the first three games. 90 snaps? Like, okay. So that's 30 snaps a game Fletcher, on average. Fletcher Cox is a defensive lineman for the Eagles who's been there forever, who's a yeah. great, great player. Fletcher Cox is sitting right next to you. Is he saying to you, this guy is so much better than I ever was? Fletcher Cox, to a man in a quiet moment, will admit that Jalen Carter is a better football player than he is right now and maybe a better player, maybe has the potential to be a better player than Fletcher Cox could ever imagine being for the Eagles. And Fletcher Cox has been a captain on a Super Bowl winning team and a part of a defensive front that has led the way to this team getting to two Super Bowls. He could admit, yeah, this dude has more talent than I do. That's how good Jalen Carter is. 
Wow. That, that's how good he is. From a talent standpoint, it's him, it's probably Aaron Donald, than everybody else. Uh, we will go from the That's D- how good Jalen Carter is. After three from games. A, from a talent standpoint, it's, I'm not saying he's a – from a talent standpoint, hear me out here, doesn't mean that he's a better player. I'm just saying from a talent standpoint, it's Aaron Donald, Jalen Carter, and every other defensive tackle. We will move swiftly from the defensive side to the offensive side and talk to a tight end next. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPNU, listen to us on all the great ESPN Radio stations across the country, as well as Sirius XM Channel 80. All right, joining us now on behalf of his go-to protein drink, Rockin' Protein. He's one of the best tight ends in the NFL. He plays for the Baltimore Ravens. It is Mark Andrews. Mark, let's start with this. Is the tight end position after this weekend, and you know exactly what I mean, now the coolest position in the NFL over quarterback? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Warren, Michelle, Evan, Chris, just want to thank you guys for having me on. I think that's that's an awesome question. I think it's it's definitely trending in the right direction. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah? Why do you say that? Uh, I mean, just the publicity of, of all the, you know, the Swifties and and, uh, and Trav and that whole deal, um, it's just bringing light to the whole situation. Mark, do you agree with Bill Belichick that it is the most impressive catch of Travis Kelsey's career? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it was a big one, man. I'm just, uh, you know, it's always good to, to watch him play and do his thing, but um, I know he had a little bit extra motivation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, Mark, uh, your team started off 2-0, but unfortunately a loss to the Indianapolis Colts in week three. But there's always an opportunity for growth and an opportunity to learn a lesson coming off a loss. So what's the lesson that your team learned in week three? Um, you know, at the end of the day, I think that the team played well. You know, I think that we fought and we gave ourselves chances and uh, we didn't take advantage of it. So I think for us it's all about finishing games, learning a – you know, when to put the foot down, when to put the hammer down, and, and, and put teams away. Um, and that's just playing efficient ball, doing it, having all 11 guys on the field doing the right things um, on all sides of the ball. You know, it's, it's, it's offense, it's defense, it's, it's special teams. So 
uh, making the plays when they matter. And, and I think if we are, we're able to do that, we're going to be able to put teams away. Mark, what's been the biggest challenge in adjusting to Todd Munkin's new offense with the Baltimore Ravens this year? Um, you know, I think that I think that we're trending in the right direction. You know, I think uh, we're probably getting a lot of you know just a, um, a lot of critics right now with with the last game, but uh, we're going to be able to move the ball. We're going to be able to be versatile. A lot of people t- touching the ball, making plays, and um, and when you have a guy like Lamar back there, it's hard to stop. Um, you know, all these different playmakers and Lamar. So um, we're going to be able to be versatile, and, and he likes to use his playmakers. So uh, we're going to spread the ball around and, and make it hard for a defense to stop. It's unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, and joining us is Mark Andrews, tight end, of course, Baltimore Ravens, on behalf of his go-to protein drink, Rock and Protein, which we're going to ask him about because he obviously has that in and around the gym. There was a gym situation for Michelle Smallman over the weekend. <laughs> we got to get Mark's take on that as he's having his Rock and Protein in the gym. Uh, Mark Lamar Jackson, better at running or better at passing? I think he's incredible at both. You know, I think he's, he's you know God gift, gifted him. Um, an incredible arm uh, and, and uh, an incredible set of legs. So, um, but I think he's he's been on full display display this year uh, of you know just just throwing the ball out there and, and and throwing darts. Man, he's just incredible with that. He sees the game incredibly well. Um, his vision is awesome. It's just the way that um, you know he can see the field, uh, predict things, and and all that. He doesn't get enough credit for that. So um, that's the main thing I like to mention because um, he really is incredible with his arm and. Um, you know, his feet are just a plus, but um, he's just a, such a special player. Um, he's a dear friend, and um, he makes our team so much better every time he touches the field. Mark, I asked that question for a reason because I, I believe this. I'm curious how you would look at it. He, he feels underrated as a passer, and we default to his running, and we talk about that almost too much. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're, you know, you're kind of right. You know, I don't know, and I don't think that he looks too far into everything. You know, he carries a chip on his shoulder, but. Uh, you know, he knows what he has and he knows, you know, how good he is and, and what he can do with the football in his hands. So, um, you know, that's the main thing. And, and we always look at, you know, him being able to run and extend plays, you know, just as an extra. Um, what he can do with the ball, you know, how he can um, command and be a quarterback. And that's who Lamar Jackson is on the field. Mark, I want to ask you about your head coach, John Harbaugh. We know how consistent he is. We know how great he is at his job. But we hear all these funny quirks about his brother, about the khakis, and about the milk for Jim Harbaugh. Tell us something fun and interesting that we don't know about John Harbaugh. Mm, that's a tough one. Um, I have I have so much love for Coach Harbaugh. Um, you know, he's been you know one of my favorite, if not my favorite, you know, head coach I've ever had. Um, just the way that he approaches every day. Um, the, the the values that he instills and, and, and preaches to, to all of us men um, to be good men to get be good family men um, that's the most important thing to him is his family um, and winning football games so um, I love him you know I don't know if he's as quirky as his brother but um, he's definitely got an incredible heart um, and it's awesome to be able to play for for a man like that and um, you know he's the reason why that we we fight every week you know we want to we want to win games and, and help him win games. Um, He's just a great dude. Mark, a conversation that's gaining steam amongst fans of the National Football League is around the tush push made famous by the Philadelphia Eagles with their quarterback sneak, Jalen Hurts, being pushed by somebody across the line to gain. And as an offensive player, I want to know where you come down on it because there are a lot of fans saying it's so unstoppable that it shouldn't be allowed. How do you feel about the tush push, and is that something that the NFL should take a closer look at? No, no. I think that I think that the play is is perfectly fine. You know, it's it's within the rules. 
um, there's no reason to ban a play like that. You know, if their defense, you know, wants to find a way to stop it, then, then find a way to stop it. But, um, you know, there also has been, you know, there's been plenty of plays where, you know, the, the tush push, you know, as you will, but has been stopped. So uh, I think it's a fair play. You know, obviously the Eagles are incredibly good at it. And, um, um, you know, if, if teams want to get better at it, get better at it. But I think it's actually a good play for, for um, the NFL. All right, let's talk to you about rock and protein here, and then and then Michelle is going to give you the gym situation. Is obviously this is a, an energy drink. This is something that gets you going for the gym and for working out. Tell everybody, Mark, a little bit about rock and protein and what you have going on with them. Yeah, so I'm, I've I've been partnering up with Rock and Protein. Um, it's my go-to protein drink. You know, after workouts, before workouts, um, any time of day. Um, you know, one the reason I like I like it is because it's incredibly t- it's incredible tasting. It's not. Uh, doesn't have that chalky flavor or that, that after flavor to it, um, like a lot of other protein drinks. And, um, you know, it's a healthy source of protein. It's made with um, pure, fresh Shamrock Farm uh, milk, and, um, which, is a, which, is a, which is a home base, um, you know, company for me. I'm from Arizona. They're out, they're out in Arizona as well. So um, it's been an awesome partnership. I really do love uh, being able to, to take in the high, the high protein, low sugar, low carb, um, and just get a great source of protein. Uh, it fuels me every day, um, and it helps me to get where I need to be. All right, Mark, Mark, we know that rock and protein, having that drink before, during, after your workout, that's a gym yes. It's a hardcore yes. I had a situation at the gym where I was on a treadmill. The guy next to me, he was grunting as he was running. So I need to know where you fall on this. Is that a gym no? And what's the worst type of gym, gym guy or gym girl, gym behavior that you don't like? Man, uh, well, it really just depends how long he was on that thing and how hard he was going, I guess. But <laughs> he was at a six, um, Mark. Not not know. too impressive. I'm not trying to speed shame, <laughs> but it wasn't that high. Yeah, man, maybe that's a no no. Uh, that'd be a little <laughs> weird. Um, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to to be able to to go to to gyms with you know football guys and, and be at the the Ravens facility and, and stuff like that. But uh, if I saw something like that, I'd have to maybe move over a couple of machines. <laughs> Mark Andrews, tight end for the Ravens. Rockandprotein.com is the website. He drinks it. He likes the drink. He would drink it at the drink, but not if a guy is grunting there. He plays the (laughs) coolest position in the sport now, tight end, uh, as a result of himself and Travis Kelsey. He mentions that Lamar Jackson is as good of a runner as he is a passer and vice versa. And he's all in on the tush push like everybody else should be on Rockandprotein. Rockandprotein.com. Mark, thanks so much for a couple minutes. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. 
This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. Who better than to give us a great recap after three weeks using the star of the NFL, Taylor Swift. Hi, Brandon Staley's the problem, it's him. Everybody <laughs> agrees. Aaron Rodgers should be the quarterback, but it is Zach Wilson. He stinks. People don't like him. Joe Burrow played last night. <laughs> How we doing? <laughs> How we doing now? Yeah. What's up? Joe Burrow played last <laughs> night. Yeah, I like this song in the background, you like, too. You like this song? Yeah. Well, not, okay. not my, my singing. I mean, I no, like... I'm just saying. I thought you were laying down the vocals for yeah. a new track. Remix. Sexy can I just pardon my man. Uh, anyway. I uh, love how he that, did that, it that again. That Bengals-Rams game was not sexy yesterday, though. <laughs> that was not sexy. Boy, Pat Costello's doing me dirty, which I appreciate. Well, that's what he does, though. Yeah, no, I I mean, I, he I, might be a good producer, but he's a bad guy all time. <laughs> he's all-time bad guy list. You all time. You all time. throw out, I have beef with you're that. a bad guy a lot. He's that's a bad like a big guy. T- I, I'm not saying he's a good teammate because he's very, very good at his job. Yeah. He's a bad guy. He's a bad How guy. How many very not wrong? Exactly. He said he's not wrong. He's just saying I'm not wrong. Hold on. Pat, you think you're a bad guy? I mean... To Canty, I'm sure I am. Exactly. That's why I'm praying for all of his sports teams' downfall. <laughs> There's one specifically I can't wait with the Sixers. I can't wait. For you can't wait to see that. That's movie? the one. Oh, that's gonna that's be great. the one that it's I get be epic. most all time. excited about because I love Jalen Hurts. Now here's the problem: if the Eagles end up winning a Super Bowl, it's not going to matter how bad the Sixers Agreed. are. Agree. Good point. Agree. It's not going to matter. But I'm just so anti a lot of things going on with the Sixers right yeah. now that I'm just like excited about that. The problem is Pat doesn't care as much about the Sixers wanna, as he does the Phillies Pat and Eagles. To have have his heart ripped out in the most excruciating fashion wow. when That's it so comes sweet. to his sports fan. <laughs> like, I, seriously, like, I just, I feel like maybe the Eagles getting back to the Super Bowl and losing again for a second consecutive year, like, kind of like doing a Buffalo Bills thing, you know, four falls in Buffalo, yeah. that 30 for 30. If the Eagles go on a run where they make three or four Super Bowls and lose all of them, I just feel like that would, that would really do it for me in terms of my getting my lick back when it comes to Pat. It's been three weeks. Why are you this angry with Look me? Look at how Wait, many all-time beefs. bad guys. Because I'm, I'm always going to escalate things, Pat. You should know this about me. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm amazing. always going to take it to the next level. Canty has so many. Canty has beefs against two fourths yeah. of our producing team. Well, we can go ahead and scratch off Carlin and Joe because Joe's mustache is gone now. Okay, right? fine, but oh, that has to be go. gone. So, yeah, so his eliminator far, pick is gone. Jerry so. and Nuno are the only ones left that you don't have beef with. You yeah. have yeah. beef with Javante because Javante always brings up when you humble brag, and now you have proof. But Javante's untrustworthy. I mean, okay. it's illustrated right there on the graphic. He's untrustworthy as the producer slash board op. Who do you trust more in doing their their job? Jameis Winston or Javante? Because Jav- Jameis Winston, you said, just is the most untrustworthy He just looks untrustworthy. So I would lean towards Javante by the slightest of margins just because Jameis Winston has that ridiculous look on his face like that lets you know you can't trust him. Is it because and he you should have known it coming out of Florida State. This is a guy that stole some crab legs <laughs> once upon a time. You can't trust a guy that's doing all that. You just can't. I don't like the distraction that's going on. Can we refocus and get our mind focused right on that tush push? Because that is a big wow. rule. That is a big rule that is being allowed now, or a big play that is being allowed in the NFL. We saw the Eagles do it. We've seen the Eagles do it. We've seen a bunch of teams doing it. And fans, I'm telling you, are split on this. And it really is what kind of football fan are you? Are you the football fan? that is the fantasy football fan that loves all of the offensive stuff 
or are you the old school, I played in high school back in my day kind of fan, <laughs> where it's like, no, it should be even for offense and defense. And I think that people are split on this as to whether or not this should be allowed. And we can get your phone calls in at 888-729-3776 as part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Here's where I am. I'm okay with it because it's legal. I'm also going to be utterly shocked if they don't revisit it this offseason to make it illegal. Well, here's the thing, and I'm starting to move closer to your point, because initially I felt like, oh, it's a legal play. They looked at it this this offseason. The competition committee did not recommend it to owners at the owners' meetings to vote on. So they're just going to allow it to play out, especially since it's a rule that favors the offense and being able to keep offenses on the field and sustain drives. But now that I think about it a little bit more, there is the potential for a player safety issue within that. And Ev brought up the PAT rules and how they tweak that, not necessarily being something that's about the entertainment value, but something that you know brought a little more drama to the sport by not making it an automatic point after, by moving it from the two-yard line to the 15-yard line if you want to kick the extra point. But I also thought about the PAT rule changes, whereas a defense trying to block a kick – couldn't allow defensive linemen to be pushed by guys that were off the line of scrimmage. And that was a player safety issue. So maybe the NFL revisited under the guise of being a player safety thing because this tush push is only going to escalate. Defenses are going to start (laughs) evolving to the point where they're going to try to stop it. Who's to say that defensive linemen won't be pushed by linebackers while, you know, the quarterback is being pushed by a running back or a tight end? Like, I just feel like this is setting up to be a massive player safety issue. And I know it sounds weird because we're saying player safety and tush push in the same sentence. No, you said the tush would escalate. Like, if you eat too much, the tush is going to escalate, I think. The tush push is going to escalate? If you eat too much, yeah. No? But but I'm with you, though. Wow. Okay. As long as it's still legal, teams are going to try to take advantage of it in any way possible. They're going to try to take advantage of the tush push. We, we got to be adults when we're having this conversation. <laughs> I don't think so. I think being, to, being children is better. Be, Lance be watching on ESPN2 wants to chime in on the tush push in Mississippi. What's up, Lance? Hey, man. Thank you guys for taking my call. Love the show. Thank you. Hey, listen. The tush push should be legal. This is football we're talking about, all right? This is not uh, a soft sport, okay? Who Can you guys remember uh, the Chicago Bears and William Refrigerator Perry lining up in the backfield for short uh, for short? Yes, as a running back. As a running back. Yeah. Doing something as that – running. Right, but doing something that they allow and they don't apply to different rules to different sides of the ball. As CC has pointed out, like what they're doing on the tush push and the QB sneak, you're really not allowed to do on the defensive side relative to a field goal block or an extra point block. In addition, there's two parts of this. There's the, the player safety part, as, as CC has brought up, but there's also anything that is a definite in the NFL, anything that is deemed to be a guarantee, they seem to eliminate when the extra point was too easy, they pushed it back to make it less easy to kick an extra point and added a variance to it, and that's what the NFL has done forever with this. Uh, Session in North Carolina listening on 101.7. I hope I got that name right, Session. Yeah, it's cool. Hey, uh, love listening to you all always. This one, I got to tell you, um, I, I disagree with, with keeping that in there, and um, I have a scenario. Um, if you watch the uh, – the Notre Dame game, the Notre Dame Buckeyes game the other night, there was um, three seconds left on the clock, and the whole—I mean, the whole football world was like on edge. Right. And if they came out and if they set up for the rugby, you know, the push tush thing, uh, the Notre Dame fans would have turned their TVs off. The Notre Dame guys in the stands would have started heading towards the 
was sort of heading towards the gates, all the Buckeye fans would have been popping corks and going crazy. It, it, it would. It takes away. I think it takes away from that. I don't know. It's too. It's too final. It's too. It's too easy. Yeah, and that's. And thanks for the phone call. I don't know why that game would be specific versus other games. I think that that game ended the way it did anyway, with mm-hmm. Notre Dame having only ten guys in the field late. But I think that yeah, the ease of it, even though it's not easy, but it's it's it works a lot. Is stuff that the NFL eliminates. They don't like when something is that easy. Yeah, they, they want to keep as much theater and as much entertainment value as possible. And when you know the outcome of a given play, especially in consequential plays like short yardage situations, it, it does detract a little bit from the entertainment value. But this is not something that teams major in throughout the entirety of a game. It's for a very specific situation short yardage, goal line, I don't think you have to worry about this being the norm in terms of teams using the tush push on first and ten or second and six. This is not a thing. It's only unique to short yardage, goal line situations. And I think from that standpoint, NFL owners are probably willing to let this rock out and see where it goes. Now, who's to say as the volume gets louder on this conversation, if something happens from a player's safety standpoint that changes how they look at it? then maybe they reevaluate after this season. But I don't think that the NFL is going to be pushed to move outside of that. Yeah, I think they're going to. I think they're going to revisit this. And you I think, think so? Yeah, okay. I think they're going to. Because I don't think they, as again, I don't think they like anything that was deemed a guarantee. Now, maybe the play evolves and defenses understand how to combat it better so it's less of a guarantee over the course of time. Roderick in Vegas listening on 1100. Uh, AM, of course, where you hear all of the great Q Myers work and you hear him at night, game night here on ESPN Radio. What's up, Roderick? Hey, how are you guys doing? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. I am all for the tush-push rule. I think it's a great thing. I am so tired of the leagues sitting here developing all these rules to keep everybody safe, and I understand they're million men, million-dollar men, but... Come on, man. If you don't want them to do the tush push when you're at a one-yard situation, don't get in the one-yard situation. Yeah, I mean, okay, sure. Yeah, don't don't get a first and goal from the one or down and goal it's from gonna the happen, one. Though, it's going to happen. That's, that's the thing. It's going to happen. It's unavoidable. I just worry about the escalation of it, though. Like, because defenses haven't been able to stop it, what happens now? Do linebackers and safety line up to push defensive linemen into the line of scrimmage, into offensive linemen, into the quarterback that's being pushed a by running A double push? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that, that sounds a little bit dicey. Dueling tushes. Dueling tushes. Dueling tush pushes. That sounds dicey. No, tushies. Tushes? When's the last time you said tush? All the time. I have two young kids. So you always say tush? Well, versus what? You can't really say the other words. Bottom. That sounds like a really explosive situation. Oh. Dueling tush pushes. I see what you did yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, well done. But you suggested it. I want to be clear on that. You did suggest <laughs> <the> dueling <laughs> tush pushes. You said it first. Guess who we get to hear more of next? Who's that? Pat, your boy. <laughs> oh, I'm God. over it That's with great. Pat this next on Sportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. 
See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN app, Sirius XM80, ESPNU, and all the great radio stations across the country. You guys ready for this? Uh, you sure uh, you want to hand the ball off here to Pat Costello, producer? No, not really. Oh, just give me a little tush push. Ooh. Oh, wow. see okay. what you did there. All right. See what you did there. Each and every day, Pat gives us what he's over. He's had enough of things. Now, Pat's over everything. Pat's over like talk show hosts talking on shows. He's, he's <laughs> over trailer, Ta- Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. He's over that. He's over, over saying over that. that, you know, Jalen Hurts had a bad game. He's just over every. There's nothing we can actually do if it's up to Pat because he's over everything. What are you over today, Pat? The first one is famous people who tweet at airlines because their flights are delayed. Stop doing this. Just stop. Th- I don't <laughs> that, like that is a really good observation. It makes me so angry every time I see it. Like some very rich person tweeting at an airline because their flight got delayed. Everyone's flight gets delayed. Get over it. You're not going to get special treatment, nor do you deserve it. It That's- reeks of entitlement, doesn't it, Pat? Like it's just so not something that you should do, right? Like I mean, it's not like the airlines aren't trying their best. Like, it's, it's a situation that most of the time is out of their control. Now, could they be better with customer service? Some of them could. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, it's not going to be pleasant unless they get you where you want to go on time, and that's not always possible. And you know what else? There's few. Th- there's a couple things that are very finite in, in their place in I don't care about it. I don't care about your fantasy football team. Let me repeat that. I don't care about your fantasy wow. football team. Get him small. I don't care about your bets for the weekend and ones that didn't play out. That's a you problem, not a me problem. Get wow. him small. And I don't want to hear about your your flight. If it went badly, sorry, that sucks. If you arrive safely, great. That's how it's supposed to go. Get him small. I mean, wow. nobody cares about your bad airline stories. We've all had it. We've all been delayed. This is what happens when you travel. Nobody wants to hear the nitty-gritty details. Just say, I got delayed. It was bad. And keep it moving. You know what's interesting? You said every flight gets delayed. But as you know, when your wheel's up, you don't always get delayed, do you? No, oh, I didn't. See, there you go. See what you're doing? Don't, don't try to do that. Stay out of my pocket, Sarah. I don't, I don't do that. Here's a word of advice, though. Yeah. First thing, smoking. Get on the first plane out in the morning. Usually that plane is on time. Usually it's minimal disruption. So right. Just a, a big, word of advice. I'm a big believer. Get your would, ass up and get to the airport. That's would right. you do the opposite? Here's what I have a problem with, as Pat's saying, in terms of calling out airlines. If you had a great flight, is the celebrity going to say, you know what, JetBlue? Tremendous job out of you. No. I was supposed to leave at 1042 and land at 137, and that's exactly when I landed. That's the problem. If you're not going to do the opposite, don't call out the airlines. I can feel you on that. What, what you else? got? What, what you got, Pat? You over? 
Coffee people? Uh, I'm very tired of coffee people and people who think that their whole personality should revolve around coffee because they drink a maca, chaka, laka, shea grown iced latte or whatever. <laughs> You're not Wait, special. What is that? Wait, Pat, what is that drink wow. now? The Pat Costello order is the what? The maca, chaka, laka, shea grown iced latte. <laughs> Shagro. I don't know. What, I don't even know what it means. It's What's so in it's that? so annoying. What is in that drink? The maca shaka laka taka. Ice. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't know. I didn't. He doesn't know what's in it. I'm oh, over. He doesn't know that. what's in it. I'm over the almost cursing on. <laughs> wow, I don't know. I don't know. You had to draw attention to that. But oh, here's, yeah, this you know like what He's got. He's got. Yes, he's Thank got you. a point there. There is like this uh, elitist attitude when it comes to. Coffee drinkers. Wait like a second. No, seriously. There are some coffee drinkers that have to have this this nitro brew and certain type of roast and you all this other have... stuff. Like Starbucks has, there's the regular Starbucks, which is bougie enough. Right. But then there's the Starbucks Reserve Roastery, really which good. is like a, a club. <laughs> and really you have to good. get in line. Like I, I, I Artisanal was into, pastry. Well, I mean, you have good. to get into a line <laughs> that's wrapped around the block to get into the place to have coffee and sit out and drink it. It's absolutely ridiculous. They put booze they in the doing way, But they're doing way too much. This coming from two people who have coffee delivered to them every morning. We're up early. We're, we we're at bed, have in someone bed late walk in and games. hand you two coffee every They're morning. nice enough to get us some coffee. Uh, shout out to Anita and the rest of the girls in the makeup room. Thank you for doing that. The real you MVPs. are doing a public good. You are, I guess we have to canonize you, put them in sainthood, whatever okay. it is, because they bring us coffee every single morning and they allow us to do this job. Yeah, this feels like a personal attack for Pat because he knows how They're excited we get when coffee arrives every day. I mean, it is, it is Pat. Telling us everything that he's over, so it is personal for Pat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what else, else Pat? Pat? Damian Lillard's trade rumors. Can we just get a deal done already? Don't get a deal done. I'm tired of reading every day. Maybe it's Boston. Maybe it's Miami. Oh, Phoenix is in the mix. The Sixers are. The Knicks are in the mix. Can we just get a deal done, please? Yeah, come to Miami. He's That's only go, he's only going to one place. Well, now this Toronto thing is interesting. Everybody's now come kind of buzzing about Toronto. I don't buy it necessarily. Here's let me give you something. If he if there's going to be a Toronto trade, they're going to look at it as a two-parter. They're going to look at can we get Dame in order to get Giannis. That's how they're going to look at it. I don't think either are going to happen. Do I think Giannis could leave Milwaukee? Yes. I still think it's way more likely he stays in Milwaukee than goes. But I agree with Pat. I'm over the Dame stuff too because I'd like him with the Heat and let's get going already. Well, he's already come out and said – well, maybe he didn't come out and say it, but his representation has let it be known. Yeah. Yeah. That he only wants to play for the Miami Heat. Correct. So there ain't a whole lot of options. Like this is Portland's own mess – of their own making because they didn't trade Damian Lillard before it got to the point where it was untenable, where there was only one team that he would want to be traded to. This is something that should have happened three off seasons ago, not this off season. And so it's, it's their bad luck, their bad fortune, but I don't think that Dame should bail them out by relenting on his demands to go to one team. I don't think he's going to either. No. Well, I also think it's amazing that a man gets ridiculed for being honest with his employer. Yeah. Like, I, it's, oh, how can he not give multiple teams? But, but, no, he's telling you exactly what is going on in his life. But how can he be ridiculed after he's been so loyal to that exactly. franchise for so long? And they don't he's have gi- to trade him. He's That's given, fine. He's given them everything, and he's given them every opportunity to put a winner around him. It's their organizational failure for not being able to do so. It ain't Dame's fault. It's the people that have been making the decisions, and it's been the coaching staff. By the way, let's not let Pat off the hook. It's interesting, Pat, Mr. Philly, that you're saying you're sick of the Dame stuff. Anything on Harden there? 
Wow. You going to say anything about Harden? So anyway, the last one that I have. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. You just blow right by that. Kept it moving. The last one, yeah. What um, up? I'm tired of Nuno uh, and how he brings up how much he goes to the gym every day unprompted. Nobody asks and no Uh-oh. one cares. Internal and he brings beef. it up every day. He'll find a way to slip it into every conversation. Is he the the gym drop guy? He just drops that he went to the gym all the time? Well, Smalls every did that morning. In, in the show. Smalls, Smalls did talk, do that. Smalls yeah. talked about Barry's boot camp, yeah. Only giving to them, about giving them free else. advertising on our show. Send some free classes my way. That'd saying. be great. Happy I mean, to come back. I'm yes, Nuno, you. would you like to respond? No, I thought, okay, I, had, I, thought I had a good day. <laughs> didn't bother anyone, and Pat's taking shots at me after he swore on air, so whatever. It's a great point. <laughs> That's not, a great he point. He did not swear on air. Well, but he did it because I dumped it, yes. So do we add that to came the versus, He came Pat versus the FCC? That's no, not Pat already. versus right. Nuno. Is that on our, on our official beef list? Is that beef? Pat versus Nuno? I don't think they can have beef. Jerry oh, is unbelievable. Do, but, Jerry, oh, he said, oh, they wait do. Wait a second. Wait a second. 100%. Jerry is unbelievable. Jerry is our TV producer. Found a tweet at M. Smallman from October 10th, 2018. Mm. Okay. Attempting to get to Connecticut for, uh, oh, no. for a wedding. Oh, My no. flight has been delayed twice. Gate has changed three times. Pretty sure Hartford heard all the bad things I said about it when I left, and I won't be back in it. Sorry, didn't mean it. Hartford does have it. You know, I hate those people that complain. Don't, no, don't that, complain that, about that your fantasy football team. That don't happened. complain that about that happened. <laughs> to be clear, I was apologizing to Hartford. Using a bad about- travel day as the vessel to apologize to Tell Hartford. me about your fantasy football team, if you could. Exactly, right? <laughs> Tell me about your Josh Allen this was my keeper in the league. No. <laughs> Tell me about the bad beats that happened in week three around the NFL. Oh my, I bet on Colorado. What a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Greedy coming up next. Jerry. We are, we are on Joe to Wednesday. Joe played oh, last boy. night. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.